Welcome to the AWPT Podcast, a safe space for personal trainers and coaches who want to learn, grow, and feel heard in the fitness industry. Each week, we'll bring you industry-relevant discussions on all things coaching, mindset, and professional development, empowering you with the tools to be a competent and confident coach. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the AWPT podcast. I'm Tara, and today I am joined back with Kayla, founder of AWPT. And today we are going to be talking about all things rediscovering your spark, finding your sparkle, getting re-inspired, re-energized, re-motivated. We're obviously halfway through the year, and I think a lot of people have been feeling flat. I know this is a conversation Kayla and I have been having like for the last <laughs> couple of weeks. Um, we obviously came out of a bit of a mercury retrograde if we want to blame it on that. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, so we thought today might be a good opportunity to just chat about how to get out of that rut really. Yeah, and I think as well going into winter if you're if you're in Australia, going into winter is a little bit of a ugh, time. Yeah. I mean, it's anywhere going into winter, especially if you're in the northern hemisphere as well, if you're you've got more than like 3 months, 4 months, 5 months, 6 months of snow happening. For me, yeah. living over that side of the world for a few years had actually was a novelty for me and so I actually loved the winter I would put my coat on and I would go for a walk outside and go to the lake or something like that and that would really actually help me and it would help my mental health whereas like a lot of the times people are like no we hate the snow like we just stay yeah. inside all of winter and and don't really embrace it and that can lead to a lot of like seasonal depression and things yeah. like that in other parts of the world we're pretty lucky in Australia where winter even though we say it's freezing it's actually not <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so yeah it is it is a lot easier I think for us to to help you know be able to get out and do things and and do things for our mental health during the the mid-year slump during winter so yeah, yeah definitely dive in today I think especially over the last couple of years, like or last year in particular, when we had La Nina, like that was on the East Coast anyway, that was just like awful because it was just raining every day and it was just like yuck and miserable. So I feel like, yeah, last year's winter was especially icky on the vibes. But then as soon as the sun came out, I remember writing a diary entry <laughs> last year, probably, no, it wasn't this time last year. It was like, early stages of the year and I was like I wrote this whole big sort of word vomit being like oh I don't know what I'm doing in my life and then I ended up with it could also just be the fact that it's been raining for a week so actually maybe <laughs> things will be okay <laughs> yeah I just need to take a bit of vitamin d and I need to get out and have some sunshine well Obviously, yeah. when there's not sunshine, you can't, but take a little bit of vitamin D, have a little bit of a slump and then get on with it, really. Exactly. Put on some fake tan and all of a sudden all your problems are gone. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, regardless of the weather, even I feel like as a collective with lots of the people that I've been talking to, everyone recently has been feeling a bit of a slump whether it be in business in life in relationships in mindset whatever it is it feels like the last couple of months have been like a bit of a slog I don't know if you found the same thing yeah I definitely have like personally as well as with a lot of the clients that I work with yeah so most of the people that I work with are coaches and I work very closely with them and you know we speak regularly on the weekly and yeah there just seems to be a, a bit of a collective downturn and a collective shift mm. whether we're seeing it on social media or not it's more sort of behind the scenes I feel yeah. but um I actually feel like when these things happen it feels like they happen together and when things take an upturn it feels like they take an upturn together which 
for me over the past, let's say, I don't know, it's, it's, I've been out of it for a few weeks now, but it was, there was probably a good maybe four to six weeks, Mm. um, end of March, start of April, where it was like, what's going on? And there were big shifts happening in my life. And I was contemplating a lot of things to do with life and, um, going really deep into personal development, refinding my purpose, which we're going to be talking about today, refinding, you know, what I've come here to do. Because we often get lost along mm. the way, which I actually don't see as a bad thing. I actually see these things that are happening in the world and when we're going through our own personal struggles as an opportunity for growth. Every time I've gone through something in my life where it's not going the way that I wanted it to or that I expected it to, like completely unexpected things have yeah. happened. And they've been really, really tough. And I've found every time I've always come out a better person. I've always come out on top and I've always grown from it. So this time, you know, even though every time you face it, it, there's a really like strong resistance because as human beings, we are resistant to change. But every time I've come out even better than I was before. And I think largely that has something to do with my mindset and how I look at these things because I feel like if you don't actually embrace the change and embrace what's going on then what happens is the pattern will repeat itself you'll find yourself in the same repeating pattern because you haven't learned the lesson and you haven't grown and this is this is pretty much what our like quote-unquote karma is a lot of people think Mm -hmm. that karma is like what goes around comes around where it's actually like the repeating patterns in our lives that we need to overcome and transcend to grow because that is really what we've come here as a species to do as human beings is to evolve and the things that happen in our lives, you know, the struggles, the things we need to overcome are really the things that are going to help us grow and evolve. So I'm super excited and really passionate as you can hear to dive yes. into this subject today, which is a little bit different. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but I think it's so important. And I mean, one of my favorite quotes of all time is sometimes the only way out is through. And I feel like it's so relevant when it comes to these sort of like periods of what feels like a bit of a slump is that as much as, you know, you can try and like skirt around things or like push past things or push through things. Yeah. Sometimes the only way to actually get out of this like icky, unmotivated mindset is to just like sit in it for a while and let it pass. Um, I think to be fair, the first episode that we ever recorded together when you came over to Dulwich Hill was on a similar topic actually because I remember it was the same kind of thing like I had just come out of or maybe honestly the podcast recording was actually like a catalyst for me coming out of that sort of like flop era if you will (laughs) um and yeah like often I think you don't know when the switch is going to flip and you're going to go in that other direction of being super motivated and like super driven and all of your energy comes back And so, and that can be really frustrating when you're used to being, you know, super passionate and a lot of your identity is wrapped up in your work. Then when you lose motivation or you're feeling lost in your direction, it really impacts what you, you know, believe to be true about you as a person. So I would love to know when you get into these kind of like slumps or flop eras, if you will, even though we're, we're going to be talking about how it's not necessarily a bad thing. So it's not necessarily a flop, but um, what are some of the things that you do to sort of lean into that in order to, you know, the only way out is through? Mm. Well, for me, like I give myself, first I battle with myself a lot yeah. of the time, like at the, at the very start, because I've always kind of thought you know, you're in control of your life. Mm-hmm. But in my recent ponderings and discoveries, we actually really don't have a lot of free will. 
Yeah. And the things that happen to us, you know, we have no control over, even though it's it's almost an illusion. We think we have control, but we don't. The things that have happened in our lives, you know, who our parents were, our upbringing, mm-hmm. um, our, our life path, we really actually don't have a lot of free will. And I look back on the most pivotal things that had happened in my life. And I was like, I actually, that just happened. I actually, like, I did the things, but actually I didn't have to actually do anything. Yeah. So I can give a few examples. Like when I was deciding what I wanted to do at university, it was either between nutrition and physio. And so that was the decision. But when it came to picking, I always was like, oh, I'm going to do nutrition. I'm going to do nutrition. I'm going to do nutrition. Mm. But then I ended up just doing physio and like, it just happened. I didn't actually, like, I, I obviously chose it, but it was also like a very last minute switch because of some things that had happened and ended up doing that. And I actually didn't mm. even know that that's the path I wanted to take, but that has led to so much. Everything else. Yeah. In literally and even when I first started I was like oh well I'll do this for a bit and if I don't like it I'll switch back to nutrition or I can do a nutrition course like you can do a nutrition course yeah there's not a lot of anatomy courses except with AWPT (laughs) (laughs) there's more now but back then there wasn't really like you couldn't just really go and do that many anatomy courses I think there was like a functional rehab course or something at the time um, but there were nutrition courses. So I was like, oh, well, I can just do a course yeah. if I don't want to do this. Um, and then, yeah, like it's starting AWPT, it was literally like not a conscious choice. I kind of had this feeling and this inkling that one day I would eventually mentor and coach coaches. But, you know, COVID happened and no one could have predicted that. Yeah. Um, but instead of like going, oh, well, whatever I'm just gonna have some time off or whatever that's when I actually got to work yeah and I feel like a lot of the slump that's happening at the moment is because of cost of living pressures like everyone's feeling the rise of inflation and it'd be ignorant not to like there are some people who say oh there's no there's no dip happening or recession doesn't matter but like in actual fact yeah you know you can't ignore it and so what I think when going through these things is like, well, you know what, if I just hold strong, it's actually when the most millionaires in the world are made is through recessions. Mm-hmm. Through recessions is when, because that's when they get to work. That's yeah. when like the people with that strong mindset get to work rather than just riding it out kind of thing. And, and there is an aspect of having to ride it out when it comes yeah. to funks and flops and things like that. Um, but I look at, well, how can I get innovative here? How can I create something that's going to help serve people? How can I service my current clients even better so that they're going to stay during this time? Mm -hmm. You know, I've had clients who've, who've wanted to drop off and I say like, you know, you've committed to this, um, imagine if your clients came to you, what would you say to them? Because if I just let you off the hook here of your commitment, it's like, and I'll never like make anyone stay yeah. if they don't want to, you know what I mean? But I, I, I speak to them in their power of like, well, if you, if you want to hold your power with your clients, then you need to lead yourself yeah. like through this time, through this, this commitment that you've made as well. And so, yeah, when it comes to, you know, how I first kind of look at it there is that that battle and there is that resistance and there's a lot of resistance but then I go searching Mm -hmm. I go searching for and it's not necessarily it can be it may be outside or it may be more inside of like well what is this trying to teach me what am I going to learn from this how can I grow here yeah definitely And I think even going back, as I said, to that first episode that we did together, it was on creating space in your life. And I think that is one of the, I guess, the blessings in the, in the funk, if you will, is that it forces you to slow down because whether you've gotten into that funk because of burnout, because you've been going, going, going for so long, and then all of a sudden it's like, 
you just can't anymore or you know something happens in your personal life and that like takes you for a ride or you know um even as you said there's definitely it's become increasingly challenging in the coaching space because I think a lot of us are experiencing you know clients being like oh I can't afford the PT like all of that kind of stuff and that just you know creates friction in the business which forces you to slow down um and I think as we talked about in that episode finding time and creating space is actually such a blessing if you allow yourself to sort of sit in that because that's when some of these big you know um penny drop moments happen or you like rediscover you know some form of inspiration or you take the time to actually rest or try something different like I know we're probably going to talk about in this time for you you've gone deeper into the personal development side of things and have discovered a big love for that there and so like that then takes you on another path or you know elevates the journey that you're on at the moment and so you know as great as it is to find ways to you know pivot or um to keep moving in these times sometimes that can only happen after you've taken the time to stop and just see where things fall oh a hundred percent because this time as well for me there was big life changes happening like I was Mm -hmm. moving back to Perth I well I found myself back in Perth again like no no real plan to come here but someone had asked me uh to do a seminar and um you know, I can't say no to a good seminar or a yeah. good like speaking <laughs> gig as well. So it was like, oh, I never had any intention of coming back to Perth. And Perth is quite quiet. Like yeah. there's not a lot to do in Perth. I didn't really know many people here at the time either. I'd lived in Perth obviously before for a year, but then went traveling um with my partner and we were looking to move over there but he's from here and he wanted to come back here so uh found myself back in Perth and had a lot of space yeah a lot of space and often we do try to to try and fill that and I know that this is something that happens with a lot of the coaches that I work with in business is we get the business to a point where a lot of things are automated, a lot of things are outsourced, things are running really well, but you do get more time. Yeah. And that's the reason we started this is to have more freedom. <laughs> yeah. And then we find ourselves filling it with other things because it's really actually uncomfortable to yeah. have that space because then you have to sit with yourself and then you have to look within yourself and you might come across some things that you don't want to find yeah as well and that can be tricky yeah (laughs) yeah it is like sometimes it's forced like you were saying sometimes it might be burnout and yes like 100% the first three months of the year I was like on all burners Mm -hmm. and then I find myself in this this town that's this town the city (laughs) There's not like a lot to do um, except sit with yourself. And, you know, a lot of a lot of my work is outsourced and I have a team that helps me with everything. And then there's just all this space and, and that's where it's like, okay, well, what's all this for? And you start asking the deeper questions. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I, I just came across a whole lot of things that was like, well, actually, I'm not just here to serve myself. I'm actually here to serve other people. I'm here to serve as many people as I possibly can. And my discomfort is, and and my growth even, is also serving everyone else. So my purpose isn't necessarily to find happiness. It is to find fulfillment. But happiness is so, it's so fickle. It mm-hmm. comes and it goes. It, it's not like a constant state of happiness. You can't live in this constant state of happiness. It's like these ebbs and flows of happiness, but the fulfillment is the thing that's going to be the thing that drives you and keeps you going 
and yes, you can have like, you can ride the wave of the happiness, like when you're feeling good, like doing all the things, but also when you're in a little bit of a, like an ebb yeah, or a little bit of a downturn, it's like, well, that fulfillment is the thing that's going to keep you going in that personal power rather than that circumstantial power. You stay in your power regardless of the circumstances because you're working towards something so much bigger than your like mood so much bigger yeah. than your you know flowing mood that is changing from moment to moment especially as females with our fluctuating yeah. hormones yep a hundred percent yeah no I mean I even remember um talking with my therapist a couple months ago and we were talking about because when I was like in this slump, I was super frustrated with myself because I, similar to you, similar to so many of our listeners was so sort of like work focused and just really driven and like, boom, 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 want to get things done. And then all of a sudden I'd like, if that was, if this was a pendulum, I'd been so far on one side and then all of a sudden I swung the complete opposite direction. And whether that was burnout, whether that was just like, feeling meh and like things happening in personal life or whatever, I swung the completely opposite direction. And I just felt super unmotivated, super lethargic, didn't know what my purpose was, didn't know what I was doing with my life, had no desire to train, like all of this kind of stuff. And I was so frustrated with myself because I was like, this just isn't me. I don't know how to get out of this. I don't like sitting here. It's super uncomfortable. And talking with my therapist, we were sort of like, if again, if this is a pendulum, you were so far on one side, you've now swung the complete opposite direction. This could actually be a good thing because then it means that the pendulum is eventually going to settle somewhere in the middle. And that's the goal anyway, is to not be super like over overly ambitious or like not knowing how to have an off switch or not knowing how to rest, but then also having some mm. and motivation and drive. And like, that's the sort of balance that we're all trying to find at some point anyway. And even I think, especially as, you know, coaches, particularly like in-person coaches, when you're so hands-on with your clients and it's so easy for the days to be like quite repetitive and it's easy to, I suppose, like lose your spark or, or whatever, when you're constantly trying to like push forward. And then I think sometimes, yeah, you like forget what you're doing it for, or you forget which parts of the job you enjoy the most because you get caught up in like the admin or the sales or trying to grow or whatever it is. And I think sometimes when you have that quiet time or you create that space or you're feeling a bit lower, then it's easier to remember the things or the parts of the job that bring you up the most. Like it's just those small little moments in the day where you've like a client is has maybe said something to you about how much you've affected them. Or maybe you get like really fired up in one class. I know this happens to me, like when the music is really pumping and the vibes are really high and you're like, oh yeah, I really actually like this again. Or, you know, maybe it's, you know, you start doing a course and you're like fuck I love learning and like this is so interesting and so it's rediscovering the parts of the job that do fill up your cup and you're like oh yeah this is what I (laughs) this is what I'm doing it all for um Mm. and it re-inspires you all over again because I think obviously without the lower times you can't then remind yourself or remember what the highs are all about anyway Yeah, you said a couple of really like potent things there, especially like we've spoken about like on our last, on our first podcast, actually like the frustration piece. And Mm. this is why like I go searching when something doesn't like feel right or there's a resistance or it feels unaligned because we both know our human designs are the same profile. Um, and it like I don't just use human design. I look at a lot of different um, things. Like I've, I've looked into a lot of different like philosophies or whatever you call it with like the major one and the one that I really base everything off is neuroscience, working with my mentor for the last two years. 
But frustration, mm-hmm. we know, is our sign that we are not aligned and we're not on the right path. And it's not, we're not, you said it exactly, I don't feel like myself. Yeah. Um, and so that's, it's it's for me, if I do feel that frustration, like that's my sign. And I can recognize that now and I know that now, whereas before it's like, oh, I'm just frustrated. I don't know why I'm frustrated, but it's like now yeah. I know I'm frustrated because I'm not in alignment. Yeah. And so then you were talking about like working really hard, really focused, like probably very compliant. Yeah. Looking from a nervous system lens and from a neuroscience perspective, over compliance is also an unintegrated, what we call collapse part. Mm-hmm. So what happens is if we're over over compliant, it's unintegrated it can lead to what's called a collapse response. And that's basically that burnout where you're like, I'm unmotivated. I have no energy to do anything. I don't want to do anything. I want to hermit up inside and just like Mm -hmm. curl up in a blanket and just like not (laughs) focus on the world kind of thing and and like not respond to any messages. And I just want to do this. Yeah. Um, And this is exactly what I did back in like late March, early April, Um, and that's when, again, like I went searching, um, searching like inside again, like to look for my purpose. Um, but in terms of how you can help someone with that, like there are antidotes that we apply. And one of them for the collapse response, especially is to just have value for character. So what we do when we're like overachieving is we're looking for validation, Mm. And we're looking to to get validation from the things that we do. And that's why we just go into this overachieving mode. Yeah. And if you're not getting that validation, then you're going to start to like not like ride off that external validation. So what we really have to do is that's that's what I did is I went searching inside to give myself internal validation and worthiness for who I was as a person and not what I did so it's like take the achievements out of it who are you as a person what are your core values what do you stand for what do you do what do you bring to this world and that's how you like find that spark again inside of you and reignite that spark is just remembering who the fuck you are without all the external things yeah and I think that's really really important um and then that can lead you back to your purpose, back to what your life's work is, back to what you're meant to be doing. And then it doesn't actually matter the external, what's happening, but you know you are worthy in yourself and you know that you, you know, you trust yourself and you're a good person and you're valuable just for who you are. And that's when things can start to flow again because you you realize this and you don't do things for the external validation even though it's nice but you know who you are and this is something that's really nice and something we actually talk about in the conscious coach program if you have an over compliant client you're like oh my god yes this client is so great and then you keep telling them how great they are because they're such a good client and then all of a sudden you don't hear from them and they ghost you because they've just been so over compliant for so long. So you've got to be careful of those clients as well as the ones that, you know, are just as uh, are more needy rather than the ones that, you know, are your quote unquote good clients. Yeah, that's so interesting. And I love what you said about, I guess, finding your value outside of what you do, because that's definitely been a really big lesson for me over the last probably 12 months even um and like I'm you've even you've seen me um like struggle with like do I want to go down the coaching path the social media like all of that kind of stuff and like yeah for so long my identity was wrapped up in what I do or trying to sort of be validated by certain people in my life because you know the path that I went down was like less conventional than everyone else in my life etc etc and so this last 12 months feeling less motivated in work areas of my life um, or like that became less of you know a focus or my identity has then 
been really good for me because it's forced me to sort of remind myself, actually, there's more to life than just what I do. I'm not just a coach. I'm also a friend, a daughter. I also love to travel. Like I have so many other interests and I think it's okay to prioritize those things at different times in your life. Like we always talk about there are times when, you know, work and and business and stuff like that is going to be the main priority in your life. And that's amazing. And that's fine. But it's also just as valid for, you know, a certain phase of your life to be more about health or more about relationships and friendships and family and stuff like that. And I think, yeah, when you go through these quote unquote sort of like funks, it's, asking yourself, okay, well, what am I defining as this like flop or funk? Is it just because I'm less, you know, because work isn't a priority or isn't the number one priority? And does that make this actually a flop or a funk? Or is it just like a slightly different phase in my life? Like, is it necessarily a bad thing? Mm, I could be super like transparent right now because for me it was really a lot of the same was yeah. I based my my worth on external achievements right like mm-hmm. if we go back into like family dynamics my dad really always gave me praise whenever I won anything or yeah um you know had an achievement or something like that right so it's like okay I get love and I get praise and I get external validation when I achieve things and for a lot of my life it was like okay achievement 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 and yeah like I I still get that from him um but I also like for example when you have a partner like with my like even my ex-partner and my partner now it's like okay well the more I achieve the more he's going to love me but he's actually been there to hold me and say to me I actually love you so much for who you are your heart um you know, how much you give your kindness to people, your generosity, like, I love you for all of these things and not your business. He's actually like, you know, given me that, that reassurance, that consistency, having that compassion for me, because he sees that in me where I'm very hard on myself. And, you know, I want to create an impact and I want to help more people and reach more people. And, you know, that's a lot of the, the thing that I've, had to look at myself with was like well you are doing that but you don't have to put so much pressure on yourself and responsibility like it's a huge responsibility Mm -hmm. to like think you're gonna change the world and it's also quite arrogant of me so I had to actually look inside myself and be like look you know you're you're making change but also like the change is here yeah you can you can change here for your partner, like your person that is most present in your life and make that relationship more harmonious. And that is going to have such a huge impact on every other aspect of my life, like opening up my heart to him and not having to be a certain way to, you know, get love from him. Just being who mm-hmm. I am was a huge learning experience for me and thinking, well, you know, yes, like I serve all my clients to the highest of my ability and, you know, it might not be as many people as I want to impact right now, but also you can have such an impact on just the people that are closest to you, your family, your partner, your friends, your, like even your children. That's a huge one. Like how Mm -hmm. can you become a better person for your, like the future of the future generations of our species and that's what's actually going to help also drive evolution Mm -hmm. so whereas I've been so focused on business like priorities change over life and you may think that you're going somewhere with what you're doing but life may have a different path for you and there'll be resistance when that change is happening and when life is guiding you somewhere else but trusting yourself and trusting in life yeah. is it actually just it's almost like and I've heard people say it before and I've been like but how it's like surrender and letting go yeah. and, and it's like so difficult it's like yeah the hardest thing to like how do I do that yeah and 
but honestly, that's been like the biggest thing to just let yourself ride the wave of the current season and know that it's all guiding you somewhere else, whether it lasts for six months, whether it lasts for a year, whether it lasts for four weeks, whatever it is, it's all guiding you somewhere. And I think when you have that frame of mind, it also happens a lot quicker. Yeah. Because you can you can dig deeper and you can find like what it is that this is teaching you, transcending that. And then the next problem will come along. Yeah. You know, so like I'm well prepared and well aware that there are going to be things in life that are going to happen that are out of our control and that is going to just throw a curveball into everything. But being prepared for that and and not being ignorant to it is going to make the ride a whole lot easier because I think we see social media these days. Everything is good all the time and it's not. Yeah. Like yeah. you have no idea what's going on behind the scenes. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a really important thing to just allow yourself that time and space as well. And and compassion is going to be huge. Yeah. Compassion is probably one of the biggest things and the biggest gifts that you can give yourself out of, you know, not feeling like you're being successful or not feeling like you're living up to the standards that you want to, but also having that open mindset of like, okay, what can I transcend here? What mm-hmm. What can I do to help take me to a higher frequency and live – you know, in a higher frequency or recognize potentially when I'm in a low frequency. Yeah. And transmute that suffering because your suffering can actually serve the greater good. I feel yeah. for coaches, especially fitness coaches, most have gone through some kind of insecurity or some kind mm-hmm. of, you know, issue with body image or or something like that, feeling insecure, wanting to get strong, wanting to look good, wanting to build confidence. But how many times has that actually led us to look more inside because when we fixed the outside, it actually didn't make a difference and has led to more personal development. So I I think laterally when it comes to that is like, how can I apply, you know, the lessons that we learn through fitness and our journey through there into real life? A hundred percent. And I think even like with the fitness example, you know, it helps us obviously relate to our clients more and build a deeper connection with them because, you know, they're obviously going to go through slumps, whether it's in their personal life or in their fitness. And so being able to be like, I get you, I hear you, I was there. This is sort of like how I navigated my version of what you're going through. Um, Or even like if you haven't navigated through it yet, it's like, I get you. We're here. We're in it together. We'll get through it because like, I believe that we will. And I think, yeah, just that validation from the client's perspective is always really nice. Cause I think a lot of the time clients can put their coaches on a pedestal. And obviously like there is, you know, something to be said for having a degree of authority, but I think it is really nice as a client to be like, Oh, they're not this perfect, like eating their, hitting their protein goal every single day and like going for their walks every single day and all of this kind of stuff. Like they have their days as well, where all they want to do is sit on the couch and nap (laughs) and they skip the gym or they go out and like, they prioritize getting meals with their friends or going out for drinks with the girls or whatever it is. And that's okay for me too. Um, and I even love what you said about, I guess, recognizing when you're in a slightly lower frequency and then figuring out the things that are going to build that frequency back up and how it's not always going to be work related. So it's about figuring out what are the other things that bring me joy. And I think that's so important because, We've obviously talked about how important it is to let yourself sit in the discomfort and sort of ride the wave and ride through it. But you obviously don't want to, I guess, play victim forever. Um, And so it's just as important to recognize, okay, I'm feeling a bit yucky. I'm going to let myself sit in this for a while. 
stew in the discomfort, maybe figure out what the lessons are and then, okay, I'm ready to not be in this headspace anymore. How am I going to navigate through this? And I think a lot of the time, the things that build us back up aren't necessarily work-related. And like, I even remember, um, because as I said, like I was in my funk for, I don't know, a couple of months at the start of the year. And last year when I was like at my high point in my thrive era, as I was calling it, I did a podcast um, with another girl, Georgia, and it was on like how to build your thrive era or something like that. And so I literally went back and listened to that podcast. I was like, what was I doing that made me feel so bloody good? And I was talking in the podcast about how this like supposed thrive era had been catalyzed because, you know, I'd like come back from Europe and I was feeling a bit like still in holiday mode and I wasn't super motivated. But then like one weekend, it was just super sunny and super beautiful. And I like went to the beach with a friend and I like on one day, and then I went for a walk with another friend on another day. And then all of a sudden I was just, and then I did the podcast with you and I was like, oh my God, I just feel so good. Something has just clicked. And then for months I was just like on this high. And then obviously that like changes again and like life comes up and you go into a slightly like that high runs out. But I was then reflecting, I was like, okay, so it was really just something as simple as I spent time with people I love in a place that I love. And all of a sudden I was feeling good. And I then just Mm. fed into that energy and was also reinforcing it by telling everybody I am in my thrive era (laughs) and like, I'm feeling really good. And I was like verbally affirming that all the time, even though I didn't necessarily realize or like it wasn't intentionally sort of manifesty or like affirmation Z. It was just like, oh yeah, like I'm just feeling so good. Like I just keep winning. Like this was at a time when, as I said, we'd done the podcast and then all of a sudden you were asking, hey, do you want to start um, hosting the podcast with me? And then I had TikToks going viral and I was like, oh my God, I am just, it's all happening. And then it was so funny because very similarly this year, after listening to this podcast and being like, okay, like that's all well and good, Tara, like, okay, you went to the beach um, and then you were feeling good for a couple of months. Nice. (laughs) But then literally the same thing happened this year where I went on a road trip up the coast with some girlfriends, spent like two nights with them by the beach in the sun with people I love. And then all of a sudden I was like, actually something has shifted in me. And then I was more motivated for work again. Then I was like, again, my social media content all of a sudden seemed to pick up. The TikTok algorithm was like, oh, we like you again. And I was like, wow, okay, <laughs> how random. Pick it up I started <laughs> enjoying training again. Like, And again, I've then started reaffirming to people, no, I feel like something has shifted. Like I'm feeling good again. And I've started saying that out loud and reaffirming it. Whereas before I was definitely like, this year sucks. Like (laughs) what's going on? Everything seems to be going wrong. And now the words are different and it's sometimes just something so simple, but it makes the biggest difference. And it's usually never work related to begin with, which is so funny because as we've said, for so many of us, our identity and our emotions, we think are so wrapped up in the work that we do but then it's never that that like gets us out of the funk in the end. Yeah, you said a couple of really cool things there as well, especially when you were talking about how it's not what we do yeah. that actually like helps increase our frequency. What a lot of it is, is just sitting in contemplation. Yeah. And it's almost like it's, not what you do but it's who you become yeah and when you kind of uncover you know just it just even I just even contemplate like the higher frequencies like the like you you know you spoke about victimhood which is a really interesting one because we can get into that victim mindset but contemplating freedom which is almost Mm -hmm. like the opposite end of the spectrum of it 
like if you're you're a victim you're trapped and you're like it's small and it's contracting and like there's just this low frequency to it but when you think of freedom it's like it's going to the beach with your friends like (laughs) in the sun and and doing what you want and things like that and I feel like that's the ultimate thing just to contemplate what would freedom look like for me what would freedom feel like for me what would I be doing how would I be acting who would I be if I had this sense of freedom and, you know, you might have, you know, your regular job that you go to, but maybe you have the freedom to program for your clients how you want. Maybe you have the freedom to choose when you when you schedule your clients. Maybe you have the freedom to train whenever you want. Like maybe you have the freedom to train in the middle of the day rather than first thing in the morning or late at night like you would in a nine to five. Um, you know, what is that freedom and how can you add little pieces of freedom into your life? Um, So I think that was something that was really cool. And then gratitude, like I know people, I know it's like overdone and people talk about it a lot, but gratitude is honestly a way to give back, right? Like Mm -hmm. oftentimes when we do things for ourselves or if we're doing a lot of things for ourselves, we can feel guilty for that. Yeah. And, and, you know, to offset that guilt, like everything in the universe needs to be in balance. So for example, if you're overgiving, if you're overgiving to your clients, if you're overgiving to certain people in your life or you're overgiving, you know, and not receiving back the same amount, things are out of balance. And that's when you can start to feel like frustrated or angry or, Mm -hmm unaligned and things like that so everything needs to be in balance and if you're giving to yourself or you're receiving a lot or you're taking a lot the way that we balance that out is through gratitude yeah it offsets that sense of guilt because if we feel guilty for I don't know you know if you feel guilty for taking money from your clients for the work that you do but you're not giving enough back it's like well that's out of balance yeah. Right. And so you know, that's the thing that we can look at with pricing and things like that is like, you know, your price is something that you can get behind, but you're also, you know, giving as much of the value that your prices are at. Because if, you, if you're feeling guilty, again, like that's going to be a low frequency. So having yeah. that gratitude for the things that you have, you know, you're going to be feeling more in balance and you're going to be able to receive more. Definitely. Definitely. I think gratitude is huge. And I think gratitude as well can look different. Like it doesn't have to be, you know, necessarily doing your five minute gratitude journal every day. It can be. And that's amazing. I've gone through phases where I've like handwritten it other times where I've got like a list on my phone where each day I write three things I'm grateful for. Um, But then other times I think it can just be being really mindful with your words or even just like noticing when things come up that like bring you joy or that you're grateful for. Cause I, as I said before, a lot of the times in these, I suppose like quote unquote funks, they're like, they're self-perpetuating in a while, in a way, because, you know, the words we use when we talk about them, they keep sort of bringing us back in or like digging us that hole of oh life sucks life's so hard I'm tired I'm unmotivated I can't be bothered whereas you know reaffirming oh like driving home far out this song's good (laughs) I'm really enjoying this moment just in the car blasting music or wow this sunrise is really pretty or um you know I'm really enjoying sitting here with my friend right now watching a movie and just sort of the art of noticing when you feel good and just recognizing it in the moment is also gratitude. And then the more you notice that obviously then changes the pathways in your brain of being like, oh, there's actually lots of really good things happening in the moment at the moment. Therefore, I'm not necessarily in a funk. (laughs) Yeah, because gratitude is that higher frequency, right? So yeah. it's going to bring you up into that that feeling and it's going to bring you into that feeling, even if, you know, you don't necessarily feel it straight away. Like it can be the smallest thing. Like I think about, 
I think about, oh, just the sun on my skin, the, yeah. the tiniest things like the sun on my skin or uh, even just a breath, like just yeah. having a deep breath, like, oh, it feels so good. Like yeah, having access to technology, having access to, you know, certain people, we have access to so much information. We have access to so many things that can help bring our energy up just being in the energy like you were saying of someone else who is you know maybe really solid or in a good headspace and mm-hmm. expanded by that and being in their energy like attachment is a beautiful thing and it often gets like you know <laughs> with the independent boss girl babe and all this yeah. kind of stuff it's like you know I want to be independent but it's like human beings just want to connect yeah and it's actually one of the most powerful things to be able to you know be in someone else's energy and their frequency and like just borrow that for a little bit and yeah and it can help bring your bring yours up as well so I think that's really cool and really important is you know being in a nice environment you can change your environment mm-hmm. um you know, being around good people who bring you up rather than tear you down. There's so much negativity. We just don't have time for that. Yeah. Don't have time for the drama. Like if you just get yourself out of the drama, it's really difficult because it means you might have to look like a bitch or you might have to, you know, put up some boundaries or, you know, there'll be a lot of resistance probably from family and friends being like, you've changed. But what happens over time is if you stick to those boundaries and you stick to um, like who you are in this new level of you, eventually they're going to be like, okay, she's serious about this change. Yeah. Like if you just embody it, they'll see that she's serious. And then what will happen is they will just hold you to a higher standard Yeah. and be like, or you or see you holding yourself to a high standard and being like, okay, she's not going to entertain this conversation anymore. She's not going to entertain yeah. gossip and drama and like playing into that kind of stuff. So it's really important to just do a bit of an audit of who yeah. you have surrounding you in your life. Like, are you playing into the negativity of like mainstream media even? Like, mm-hmm. do you watch the news? all the time and it's cool to keep up with current events but also know that a lot of it is they put a negative spin on it or make it worse than it is and so you know consuming content that is more neutral and more like matter of fact of like these are the facts rather than you know catastrophic whatever this is Mm um I think is a really important part of allowing yourself to to stay at those higher frequencies, mm-hmm. you know, for longer. There are things obviously that are going to bring you down, but being being able to notice those and being able to shift your state a lot quicker will be yeah. will just take practice. Definitely. And as you said, with those, you know, finding those people that are going to uplift you and inspire you, like that can look different as well. And you can find those in different places, you know, if you've got sort of a circle of friends that are super negative and you're trying to have a bit of an order and a cull, that is so fair. But then, you know, there are ways that you can also seek inspiration or, you know, that higher frequency from non sort of traditional relationships, like doing something like a mentorship or putting yourself in containers where people are doing the same thing and navigating the same things as you or, you know, joining a club or something along those lines, joining a new Mm. gym with, you know, people that are really into health and fitness Mm. is also, you know, something that people could do to find different people that are potentially more aligned with them as well. Um, Because, you know, it's not to say that, you know, your friends or your family and stuff are, are bad because they're going through a funk or whatever. And you obviously like want to be there for them as well. But if it's starting to impact you and your headspace, then some more boundaries need to go up and you you can be responsible for going out and actively looking for those, you know, 
higher frequency connections. Yeah, totally. Like for me, it is like doing courses, whether it's, it could be any kind of course really. Like for me, it, it could be, you know, say for example, I was feeling a bit of a funk in my training and programming of my clients. You know, I might go and look for, again, like an anatomy or a training course where I can better serve my clients and, or see different ways of doing exercises and really like reignite that spark and that motivation for training and for helping my clients with their programming. Or it might be, you know, it might be a funk of all my clients aren't getting results. Maybe I want to look at nutrition. Maybe I want to focus on not just training, but helping them with their nutrition as well, because that's really going to help them um, with all those types of things. It might be, it could be that you're you're sweet with those two things and you want to look more at mindset and you want to look more at maybe the nervous system or coaching your clients or client relationships and things like that. You know, I feel like, I feel like that's been a lot of my journey. It's like, okay, I'm going to master one thing and then I'm going to move on to the next thing. And what's the next layer and how can I just become a better person and a better role model for those that I help, but also, um, be able to serve my clients better as well. Like being able to just be a better human and embody what that means. And then also serving that's going to serve people better anyway. Definitely. And I think for you, even what, you know, we've talked about how finding or reminding ourselves of the things that do lift us up and and bring us joy and reignite that spark. And I think for you and I both, it's, one of those things is definitely learning and like learning something new does re you know, reinvite or reignite, I should say that spark. And I think it helps sometimes to make a list or just being self-aware enough to know and run through that list in your head of, okay, well, what are the things that I know usually bring me back up again? I know I love learning and that usually like reignites my spark and re-inspires me when it comes to work. I know I love, you know, connection with friends. So how can I bring more of that into my life? I know I love, um, or I know I feel really good when I'm, meditating on a daily basis or whatever it is and again even with that learning it doesn't have to be necessarily work related um like I've started doing Duolingo again (laughs) Um, oh my god I downloaded that the other night as well yeah see exactly like relearning um like a language makes me feel you know productive and Mm. like I'm improving and that makes me feel good um, and Music, so it does painting, dancing, exactly. Singing. Yeah. There are so many different things and they're all going to be different depending on the individual. Obviously, if we're looking at, you know, our audience and people are typically coaches and super active, maybe for a lot of people, like the dancing is, is something that people love doing to get them back into their like feminine energy or whatever. I'm so uncoordinated. So the only dancing I'm going to be doing is like in the car or like on the dance floor looking like a father, but that's okay. But it also does bring me joy. And so that looks different for me. Like it's not necessarily in a class situation, but it's like out with friends, you know, at a club or whatever. Um, But yeah, it's sort of going through that list in your head of when you're feeling funky, it's like, well, have I stopped doing all the things that usually bring me joy and I think a lot of the times that's exactly what's happened it's like well Mm -hmm. have I seen a lot of friends have I been in the sun recently have I been exercising have I been eating well no hmm (laughs) I wonder why I don't feel great how can I then bring that back into my life and see if that's the difference yeah a hundred percent I think that's a really important conversation and something that Again, like just sitting in contemplation, not a lot of people do that Mm -hmm. and, and seeing what that means for you as well, because yes, like a hundred percent courses, but also like self-discovery of like, okay, these people say this, but then also what does this mean to me and how do I want to do this and, and how am I going to navigate, navigate this in my own way rather than like you know, there are definitely resources that you can, like a lot of people will say, like the journaling, the meditate, like try them out. But then if they're not for you, don't force them. 
Yeah. You're going to know and you're going to find what's going to work for you as well. Yeah. And I think a lot of the times the things that work aren't super heavy or hard, if that makes sense. Like the journaling and the meditation and all of that kind of stuff is great. And I think they do wonders. And I know I definitely feel better when I do all of those things, but I think often if I'm in like a really funky place, it's the lighter things that work first. And so it's then building on that and building your way up to doing the journaling and doing the daily meditations. Like usually, as I said, it's just a small moment with friends or, you know, with your partner or with your family, or it's literally some of the best sort of like recharging moments I've had have been in the summer when it's, as you said, like the sun on your skin and you're just like listening to some good music at the beach or whatever. Maybe it's, you know, going for a walk and you've got some fresh air and you realize, oh, I actually haven't left the house in like two days. No wonder I feel a bit yucky. Um, It's those sort of light I don't know what the other word is, but yeah, those sort of like lighter things that shift the vibe. And then once you realize there's been a shift, it's like, okay, now I can build on this. Um, And that's when they're sort of taking action and the slightly more, I suppose, like assertive masculine energy can kind of come back into it of being like, okay, now I'm going to like get back into feeling good. And like, how can I implement these different things? Yeah, definitely taking the pressure off and yeah, one thing at a time, small, simple steps is a really yeah. good antidote for, you know, certain survival defenses and, and realizing that that's all that it really is. Your nervous yeah. system is just trying to protect yourself in a certain way and yeah. having compassion for that because we often think, oh, like I'm self-sabotaging, but it, you're not self-sabotaging. You're just protecting, mm-hmm. yeah. self-protecting, self-preservation. Um And so, yeah, like pushing through and like keep doing the thing and like all that sort of stuff and like that kind of mindset that really like it's a really fight, fight mindset, which can be unintegrated as well. Like an integrated fight is going to be more like analyzing and planning and doing things like that rather than like just do it, push through, do the thing. Like it's not helpful, um, especially if someone has an unintegrated fight that can just lead to you know like like that physical feeling of like frustration and like yeah crunching of the fists and like I want to punch something yeah I'm going to have an outburst um so it is really important to understand the nervous system understand your own system like do some you can do some reading. There are lots of resources. We have the Conscious Coach program as well, yeah. um, which is one of my programs um, that I run through my personal page, but it will eventually be something that is integrated into AWPT and coaching because it is a self-development journey as well as a coaching journey. Yeah, And I feel like it's something that once you understand these things, then you're able to move through them in a more integrated way. Definitely. Which I think is probably the perfect place for us to wrap up this conversation. I bloody loved this one. This has been like the best little sort of DNM. Kayla and I are both sitting in our hoodies and we're just vibing and riffing. And I think um, those always sort of breed the best conversations anyway. And I hope that, yeah, our transparency and vulnerability has made you if you're listening to this feeling like you're going through a bit of a icky period knowing that like we've both been there it gets better if you want to be like cheesy with it but it definitely does and I think hopefully yeah you're able to take away lots of different things from this conversation about things that might bring you joy if you needed to be reminded or giving yourself permission to sit in the discomfort for a little while and just see what comes up is also just as important yeah if one if i've learned anything like it always gets better it just depends like whether you're open to like working through it sitting through it like staying not pushing not necessarily pushing through but staying with yeah, you know, of course, of course, if, you know, there's anything that's 
a little bit deeper that you're navigating or there's, you know, mental health concerns, obviously go and seek help. And and that can always be helpful anyway. I mean, my mentor conveniently enough is a neuropsychologist. So that helps. (laughs) So we work with like neuropsychology on self, but also like the development of, you know, coaching habits and things like that, which is a lot of what the conscious coach program is based off. So if you are interested in that course, we do have it starting in July again. Um, This I feel is going to be a really important conversation in the coaching industry as AI technology mm-hmm. is starting to ramp up. Anyone can download a, a training program and download a nutrition plan from the internet very shortly. So the thing that is going to set coaches apart is going to be understanding the nervous system, understanding how people work, creating and cultivating beautiful coaching relationships. It's why I've, you know, Tara's been through the mentorship and she's yeah. now like a part of the AWPT team. We've been working together for years. I've got clients who have been working with me since before AWPT even started. And that just shows like the beautiful relationships that you can build as a coach and, you know, how you can just, I feel, serve people rather than jumping from thing to thing, like being able to build, like some of my clients, I know the depths of their life, like their personal life. And, you know, we've built that trust over time and that's only something that can can happen over time. And so I think, you know, with your clients, if you want to, help serve them long-term and, and, you know, really create that deeper change for them. It is going to be, you know, understanding these things, these concepts that we go through. And this is like a basic four-week course, but it can lead you into deeper contemplations, which is definitely Definitely. led me into deeper places as well. Definitely. So thank you so much for Kate. Well, thank you so much, Kayla, for jumping on this episode of the podcast with me. And thank you to all those who listened. If you did like this podcast, please give us a rating. That helps us out a lot. And we will see you all next week. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the AWPT podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to share it with your friends and fellow coaches and subscribe for weekly episodes and content.